0: Hey everybody this is Renee the Colorado Sports Guys intern Nate Ross and I would like to invite you to support the podcast by using the Colorado Sports Guys affiliate link for amazon.com if you shop at Amazon and you'd like to support the show just go to coloradosportsguys.com click the Amazon link at the top of the page and do your normal shopping and stuff For every purchase you make on Amazon after clicking through ColoradoSportsGuys.com, you'll be supporting the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Thanks and enjoy the show. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guy. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin.
1: Welcome to the podcast episode number 55. What's up, Nate Timmons?
0: What's up, Ross Martin? I have to start using our own Amazon link. I'm a big-time Amazon shopper. Haven't used our link once.
1: You got to use it.
0: Got to support the show.
1: Yes, if you want to, support the show. My people of the
0: interwebs, I hope you guys are doing well. On this Tuesday night.
1: <laughs> this Tuesday night. Very clean start we had today. I feel good about this. <laughs> yeah? Today, we have a lot to talk about.
0: Of course.
1: We have a lot to talk about. I'm not even going to go through the topics ahead of time, because I don't want any spoilers. No. You gotta so. keep
0: some surprises for yourself, you know. This yeah. is like your Christmas morning.
1: That's right. You know, that's exactly what it is. I was, I'm always excited on these days, because podcasting days. Because can't get wait to get home and do this and get to the studio.
0: Yeah, so. back at it, baby.
1: Back at it. A lot to talk about, as I mentioned. But before we get to all of that, remember to like us on Facebook. Facebook. Email us. Email. Show at ColoradoSportsGuys dot com. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. At C O L O Sports Guys. Call us and leave a message at 720-722-1274. What is that number again, Ross? 720-722-1274. We are available on Stitcher. Stitcher. We are available on iTunes. iTunes. And now I believe we're available on TuneIn Radio, for Tune those in. of you who uh, like to uh, use that app. And you can find links to all of this stuff, including our Amazon.com affiliate link at ColoradoSportsGuys.com. Calm.
0: Yeah, buddy. It's my new thing. Yeah, buddy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: That's a new thing for you. It's like you took it from like a something like ten years ago.
0: Yeah, I did, and then yeah, I yeah, it. I'm gonna say it's is my new like thing, a, but I only use it this week. Is that
1: from Kramer on Seinfeld? Like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah, buddy. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. I've been watching more Seinfeld lately. Back in.
1: It's good. Good yeah. stuff. You know, today, hey. I often talk about my commute. It's I commute like a yeah. damn warrior in this town.
0: I got a fifty-mile round trip.
1: Yeah, that's what I bought. What I got, yeah. yeah. It's awful. And uh, I'm just so uptight and stressed out, and 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 just kind of uh, enraged on this commute. And then I get home and I have to kind of calm myself down. But today, on my way home, I was listening to the FM radio. And I ah, heard the FM radio. The FM radio, nice. yeah. Nice, nice change of pace. Yeah, it is. And uh, I heard a little song called Touch of Grey by the Grateful Dead. And that just raised my spirits.
0: Really? Sounds terrible. It's such a great song.
1: I don't understand why the Grateful Dead is so polarizing.
0: Is it about like a hippie utopia?
1: I, I, I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> I couldn't, just like the beat? I couldn't even expect to try and explain what it's about or what it means. It's just such a damn good song.
0: Seems almost impossible, now that you mention it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
0: Do you have a little bag with some of Jerry Garcia's ashes in it?
1: I have some of his plants.
0: You could throw down <laughs> if you need, had a time of need where Jerry would come to you in the ghost form and smash a guitar over someone's head.
1: Speaking of ghost form, Tony Scott committed suicide over the weekend. Thanks. And he is... When I looked at his filmography, some of the greatest movies ever, ever made, in my opinion, in my estimation. I love almost every single one of them.
0: Throw some out so I know what you're talking Man about. Man on
1: Fire. Oh, Top oh. Gun. Days of Thunder, or a couple. Uh, the Last Boy Scout. Oh, my gosh. These are like Spy my game. childhood. Enemy of the State. Whoa! Yeah, these are like m- some of my favorite movies.
0: It's got a Gene Hackman connection.
1: Gene Hackman, yeah, and I always uh, felt a little like I did, couldn't really tell the difference between Ridley Scott, who was the Gladiator guy who directed Gladiator, I think, yeah, and a bunch of other movies, and him, and I kind of would just kind of get him confused. But that guy just jumped off some bridge in California last weekend.
0: I did see that weird way to go.
1: Weird but, way, yeah.
0: Man, great films, you know. Great I mean, films. What was you got to think? I guess that's that whole money doesn't buy happiness. Because Lord knows had he a, had
1: a I bunch you of I think he had it. a brain, an inoperable brain tumor.
0: Oh, really? So instead of going through the the pain that that process might have brought later, he just he decided to do it. Huh?
1: Just decided. It's very cinematic end to a director's career.
0: <laughs> yeah. What um What was at the bottom of this bridge? Water. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's not that bad. Yeah. I mean? He didn't yeah. jump onto like a highway where it would have affected some other people.
1: That's true. Yeah. No. He didn't take any with him. <laughs> That's good. That's so I'm point. guessing
0: TBS, TNT going to have a massive great blockbuster movie That's day a coming play. up Those this weekend. Those are always
1: on there. I wouldn't know because I don't have cable. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. A few but, times, I think. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's something. How about you? You have anything you want to cover before we start talking about sports and stuff?
0: No, man. That's that's just that is sad because I love all those movies. Enemy of the State was one of the first, like I guess probably not one of the first, but one of the first that I remember of having that. You know the big brother, the technology thing. Jack Black in a serious role. Jack
1: Black was in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lee was in that movie. These are uh, uh, Scotty Conn was in that movie. These are all uh, guys that were up and comers. Scotty Conn was in that one. Yeah, he was one of the, okay. um, uh, one of the CIA guys? agents. One of the agents, the enforcers. Yeah, and uh, and Will Smith had not yet become the biggest movie star in the world at that point. And of course, Gene Hackman is playing this old. Uh, ex-CIA type guy, yeah. which I think is kind of like a, a reboot of his character from the Francis Ford Coppola movie, I think it was in the 70s, of The Conversation, which I think won some Academy Awards. And it's like almost the exact same character, but it was done 25 or 30 years apart. It's really, really smart, I thought. Huh, and
0: I've you know
1: seen... me, I like Gene Hackman. Yeah,
0: Gene I'm Hackman's a great, man. Gene Hackman <laughs> fan. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Brandon Walsh's comedy special where he's... He's up talking, and he's like, hey, did you guys know Gene Hackman died today? And everybody's like, what? And he's like, I just let you all know how much you care about Gene Hackman because he didn't die, but look how sad all you are now. So reach out to Gene Hackman and tell him. I'm glad he's around.
1: I don't find that funny at all.
0: (laughs) That was kind of funny. (laughs) Um, For my movie talk for the day, I I just went and saw, uh, what did I see? The Campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Eh. But one of the previews leading up to that movie is for – um, a sequel of sorts, a sequel to knocked up, but it follows the family um of is it Paul Rudd and Judd Apatow's wife?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It follows
0: yeah. that marriage and their kids as they're you know a few years it's older. It's like a spin
1: off movie of another movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a way of making something original unoriginally.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes, I kind of like that though. I kind of like the idea of taking movie characters. It's it's happened before, and then kind of having them appear in other things. It's like
1: Fraser, yeah, from Cheers,
0: or Fraser in uh, Mad About You, where you'd have like the wait waiting staff would be in there with Fraser or something. You know, they'd have yeah. these crossovers.
1: Fraser or Fraser,
0: whatever, <laughs> and that bald weirdo that tells people what to do on the radio.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> I love that show
1: by the way. Fantastic. Frasier or mad about you?
0: Uh, Frasier.
1: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, of course, Mad about you, about, I don't know. It's about a radio guy. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we're doing here? Classic show. We're pretending to be Frasier.
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah. You, got a, yeah. you got a
1: podcast. I would say
0: you're not. 25 nice. years
1: ago, you and I would be sitting in the basement on a ham radio. <laughs> yeah. Just pretending to be professionals. A couple wine
0: snobs. A couple
1: wine snobs. <laughs> anyway... I was checking out the Denver Broncos website today, and actually it was yesterday, just okay. for full disclosure, Sure. because that's important, and uh, I was going through and I was trying to find out when the game was, because I, uh, I was trying to figure out when the game this weekend was, this one against uh, the 49ers.
0: This coming weekend? Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, it, it's at home, and, I, and all the games previously have been on a Saturday, and I was, I, but I thought it was different, and indeed it is on a Sunday but there's a little thing next to like when you go to the Denver Broncos website and you're looking at the schedule and it says watch live and it actually says watch live now but clearly you can't do that on a monday Pre-down. but anyway i was like oh that's interesting they're putting these games now over on you know live online and i thought oh that's cool i mean i was expecting it to say blacked out in your area because I'm in Denver and you can't ever watch your team in your own city because why would anybody ever want to do that? Yeah. Right? Because clearly the NFL and Major League Baseball are all on top of what is most important to the fans. The
0: NFL has lifted that ban now, right, where you don't have to black out in your local market, but still some teams are choosing to do so. I believe the San Diego Chargers are one of them.
1: As far as if they sell out – a game if they don't sell out a game? If they don't
0: sell out, I think the NFL has lifted it to where it doesn't have to automatically be a blackout anymore. You I can didn't choose, hear about you can that. Still to, you can still choose to, re, to air it.
1: That could be true. But what I'm talking is about true. is like with MLB.tv, I can buy the uh, subscription to the right. entire season. And I can watch literally every single game except for the Rockies, whether they're home or away. Right. Because I fall in like this mythical seven-state home territory that includes Nevada. They want you to watch it reason. off
0: Root Sports. Yeah, they want the you cool to watch goal? it
1: on Root Sports, yeah. and I don't have cable. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. A couple times. But, I, you know, it's just one of those things it's like, come on, idiots. Just make this – forget Root Sports. You don't, we don't even need Root Sports, or at least Root Sports should offer it online. But anyway, I go and I click this watch live just to see what it says. And yeah. it turns out, Nate Timmons, you can – you can watch preseason NFL action – some of the hottest competition ever in all of sports, right? <laughs> Preseason exhibition, games that don't mean anything, games that mean less than nothing. You can get that for the low price of fourteen ninety nine. Are they gonna make you pay for that? Oh but oh but wait. That's actually five dollars off the full price of nineteen ninety nine. Uh... And I'm thinking to myself, are you? Are you out of your mind? What is wrong with the NFL to even – I mean, that is an insult. That is an insult. That is a a slap in the face to any football fan to suggest that anybody would pay money to watch preseason football on the internet. Are they going to? Is this going to
0: be offered in the regular season as well?
1: I have no idea. Are any of those I buttons have, there for I the regular no season idea. games? I do know that if it is available and you could pay for it, which you probably could. I know it's going to be blacked out here. Is it 14 ninety nine? I'm a Denver Bronco from, fan, and I'm in Denver, so why would I ever want to watch the Broncos?
0: Is it fifteen
1: bucks for just one game, or it's do you for the buy whole, that you but, know, it's for the whole preseason? Yeah, it still sucks. I mean, I mean, I it's do that. ludicrous. Yeah. It's just a perfect example of somebody sitting around to being like, you know, what we could do to make some more money. We'll we can charge, charge the security guard that $50. has to sit in
0: front of his computer on a Saturday night Ugh. and wants to buy the game. It's so ridiculous. That sucks.
1: And I, by the way, I did not watch uh, the Seahawks game, neither live nor in person. I will not. I will not do that.
0: Yeah, I had something better to do, like clip my fingernails, or you know,
1: anything but take a nap. Anything but, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of weird because it's. Like now we're trying to talk as much about the Broncos as possible, but I, I, I refuse to watch it. I am boycotting it.
0: Yeah, it's it, – I don't you know,
1: know what I'm uh, – if I'm doing anything, if I'm making an impact, but, I, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch this horrible product.
0: It's just – it's the same as any preseason for any sport. It's just worthless.
1: It's much, much worse. Yeah. Because there's four games and the season is 16 games long. That's 25%. Yeah, it sucks. If I did the math right.
0: And we've talked about it. You know, preseason is awful. What do you think, Ross, about this Maurice Jones-Drew news coming around? That he is open to a trade because he's holding out for a new contract. Jacksonville won't give him one. So now he's open to a trade. Should the Broncos... Ma-
1: Maurice Jones-Drews. I just call it... I don't it... call it Maurice Jones-Drew news. I just say Drews. Drews. I it's call quicker. it
0: pray for Mojo. <laughs> uh,
1: you want him here? That's the, you want talk. Him in Denver?
0: That's the talk, you know, if any any now the Broncos are in a position with Peyton Manning to where if any big time player becomes available, immediately people are gonna say, Should the Broncos look at him? We got Peyton Manning. This is their year for the Super Bowl. Should they bring in, you know, Mojo over I mean, what do we have here? We have no Sean Moreno if he can stay sober this season. And then we have you know Willis McGahey. Is he drunk? Willis, Willis <laughs> I think so. Is he? Oh right man, now. I don't know that. Those signs on I twenty five cracking down on drunk driving are for No Sean. No kidding. But you know, so yeah, you have you have, you know, pretty mediocre backfield here. Willis McGay he's pretty good. I believe he, you know, may have gone to a Pro Bowl last year by default, whatever. But you know, do you upgrade there? Maurice Jones Jews twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight in March. He's had fourteen hundred and eighty four career carries. We just saw Clinton Portis is gonna retire. Uh, this week, I believe tomorrow or something, he's had uh, 2,230 carries. So, you know, Jones-Drew is definitely approaching the later stages of his career. He's rushed for almost 7,000 yards. He had 1,600 yards last season on 343 carries. If the Broncos could have him around 250 to 300 carries, they might maximize his potential for the next two or three seasons. I
1: don't – you- I, no, I, I don't think it's that – I don't think it would be that great to get Maurice Jones-Drew. And you look at the contract numbers too. Like you brought up just before we started
0: recording that Matt Forte signed that new deal with Chicago, four years, thirty-two million, but eighteen million guaranteed. So he'll probably see you know eighteen plus a little bit of
1: change. He won't see thirty-two. I don't think that the NFL's game is anchored around a running back anymore. It might be anchored around a running game, but. I don't think a running back as an individual can impact a team enough to uh, make it worthwhile to pay somebody that much money. So, no, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of contract they're talking about with Maurice Jones-Drew coming to Denver, but... You got to
0: think that he's as good as, as Matt Forte, you know, if not better. So he's going to command at least that much money, at least eighteen. Well, million. see, that's
1: the thing, and that's the way market value is bait, you know, how, right. how they determine it. That's how agents go in and... And determine how yeah, much they their players down worth his they, contract, exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, that might work in baseball when you're talking about a pitcher or you're talking about a home run hitter. But in football, not that uh, that running back, I don't think, can have a, a big of effect on the game to warrant that type. God, he'd be good like, here. The way though, I man. see, it, well, of course he would. But I, a lot of guys would be good here. And the way the running backs are, they're they you know, the likelihood of them getting hurt is very high. Uh, Much higher than any other position. And he's coming off some injuries himself. He is. And so I'm saying just put in – all you need is younger guys. Just get younger guys and and fast guys in there. And there's all sorts of guys that are just waiting to come and run just one game. Just sign a guy. I'm telling you, if you have a good team, the running game will will figure itself out.
0: Let's never – look at Peyton's career. I think the best running back that he played with – Edger and James. Edger and James there for a little while. I mean, de- definitely added an aspect to them. Recently, it was Joseph Adai and committee. You know, Adai never stayed healthy. They right. always kind of rotated guys. It didn't seem to affect the Colts, but, man, if you could put somebody like Mojo in there keep him healthy, he's such a little battering ram, it, you just think it would open up so much more for the Broncos' offense. It would make teams, you know, that are probably going to be sitting on their heels, you know, waiting to drop into pass coverage. It definitely make you think.
1: I say it doesn't matter. Every year there's a new quarterback that's out there on the verge of breaking the yardage record or the touchdown record, yet nobody's running for 2,000 yards anymore. You know what I mean? That, it's just not happening. I mean, if you get a 1,000-yard rusher, that's amazing. But the bottom line is you could just pretty much plug and play any running back as long as he's not fumbling the ball a lot, and yeah. you can put him in there. and. And you're not going to see that hundred yard a game rushing by a running back. You're going to see it from a team. You're going to see it on a you know on an offensive assault. But you're not going to see it just like a running back is running a hundred yards a game anymore. And,
0: right? and if you really do see it, it's probably because they la- just like Jacksonville last year. Jones Drew had 1,600 yards. He had 343 carries. That's a lot because they couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. So he was. You know, he took a lot of wear and tear last year, but.
1: And how many yards did Tebow run for last year? I'll probably four thousand. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's the point. Is they're talking over about the Broncos are the best, were one of the best rushing teams in the league last year. They, have I heard yeah. that they were the best? I think they're number one. They're number one. Yeah. Okay, with who? Tebow, a quarterback, and Willis three McGee. running backs. Yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah, multiple running backs. So. I I don't see the importance of it. I, I I never, and I even see that like in fantasy football. Like I, I see no reason. There's no point in time in anymore where Ladainian Tomlinson or a player like him is going to be the automatic first pick. In any fantasy football draft, because talking fantasy
0: football, what I'm saying is,
1: I mean that's an element of what's happening on the game. Explosive statistics. Yeah, it's just you know, unless you could, you know, I've played in leagues, you know, again, we're not talking specifically fantasy, but I've definitely played in leagues where you don't have a quarterback, you have a team quarterback. So whoever plays quarterback throughout that game, they should do that for running backs now because you're not going to have that guy who's running 100 yards a game anymore.
0: You think like the big force last year was probably Forte. You know, he did, but he caught more passes. You know, he he was a threat in the passing game and the running game. He's really almost the only guy in the NFL that did that. I guess you can look at Jones Drew as well as being a, a workhorse back still. but
1: And he played on a team that gave up more sacks than anybody, and they didn't have a great season. And nobody's expecting the Bears to do anything this year. <laughs> true, very true. So great, good for them. They got Matt Forte. He's tough, rough, tough, tough back. Just like all those people in Chicago like to talk about. You know, they don't, they don't throw the ball there in Chicago. I gotta stop figuring out ways to get <laughs> <laughs> any excuse for that accent. <laughs> Chicago's about toughness, you know. Like we Even... don't, we don't, we don't want to throw the ball like a bunch of pansies, you know. We, we just go out there and we run the ball every time. We got Matt Forte up there. He, He's going he's gonna to win a Super Bowl for us. You didn't realize no. last week you even
0: invented that Matt Moore was from Chicago. So
1: you <laughs> <act>. <laughs> no, he said something about Chicago. I'm sure of it.
0: I was just listening to you. You were talking about. Uh, oh, you don't I said at least he's not about, from Chicago. Yeah, you're like, I don't want you to start complaining about everything. like Those people from Chicago. <laughs> so you lived in Chicago. <laughs>
1: Classic. He's yeah. probably from Chicago. He just doesn't want to say it. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago's yeah. a great place, you know, back home on the lake, back home with my dad. So know. Jones-Drew, you say no, I would say yes for the right price. How much? Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, what are we doing? What are we thinking here?
0: If you're going to have him for three years and pay him $18 million, you know, guaranteed plus salary, and you could get his salary down to like, you know, you're looking at you're probably going to have to spend, I would say, $22 million on the guy. minimum Of any for three in years in the a
1: NFL lot. that should not be... Enchanted beating. by about a running back with the number of running backs that Denver Broncos have put on the field over the past 12 years. Of all, everything that's been consistent on this team, it's been running backs, and one after another. But it's
0: different from the quarterback position, right? Because you can say, yeah, the Broncos have used a slew of quarterbacks – but now we have the guy.
1: Right, but what I'm saying That's is not the, the same running, backs running backs we put on, we've had, uh, I'm saying they've all been good running backs, and they all put up big numbers. And we've never all had anybody played.
0: here as talented as Maurice Jones-Jew probably since Terrell Davis. But, I mean, what do you mean by talented?
1: As far I mean, as being a proven
0: had, NFL star.
1: After Terrell Davis, we had how many uh, running backs that put up 1,000 yards?
0: Yeah, there's quite, I mean, you can list them. There's a bunch. Alanis Carey, Mike Gary, Anderson. Mikey and Anderson.
1: <sighs> Who Quinn was... Griffin, I think, had a good season. <laughs> a lot of them.
0: Yeah. So
1: I, I just I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not worried. About, I don't care about running backs. I, I don't think going out and getting a big free agent running back is going to be any very beneficial.
0: Especially so. if he comes here and you pay him 20 million and he completely craps the bed, you know, then you're. I
1: you're do know that if I was a running back, I'd want to come here. Yeah. Because again, having the you know the passing attack that I think the Broncos will have. Really does open up that running game.
0: Would you do that? Let's let's say a big time like wide receiver becomes available. Say, for instance, like Roddy White of the Falcons. Would you say think the Broncos should sink big money into a into a prime time receiver?
1: For Roddy White, no.
0: I don't know who else is big time in NFL anymore. Probably nobody
1: we could get. I haven't started doing my fantasy. (laughs) Probably nobody we could get, but I I don't see what's wrong with our wide receiver core as it is. I, I think we got a good core, and I think. I don't think there's going to be – honestly, I'm not looking at a big issue with much of our offense at this point. I think we're looking pretty good. And, again, I haven't watched any of these preseason games because all I know is that it will distort the truth because these preseason games don't represent any accuracy of what we're going to see.
0: Not running the right plays, nothing.
1: Yeah, but I do think that we're probably a little thin in linebacker. Maybe, maybe we we'll go get a big-time linebacker if that's possible. Like Ray
0: Lewis becomes available. <laughs>
1: I would take <laughs> Ray Lewis. I would take Ray Lewis. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's more of a – I wouldn't take uh, – as far as my views goes, I wouldn't take Brandon Marshall.
0: Yeah, it's more about who the – like what position – I'd bring back Brandon Lloyd, play. though. But you're not against – you're not in this New England Patriots mindset of no stars. You're just saying give me the right position and I'll think about it. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. No stars? I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's what the
0: Patriots have done. Basically, Tom Brady plus whatever trash they can get to come in there <laughs> with a good offensive line.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of along those lines, yeah. I would say that. Why, you don't need –
0: You're a Patriots fan then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are you saying? Like You're saying that don't have any – uh, household names on your team?
0: Well, I'm wondering should the Broncos, if, like, what position would become available if there's a big time name out there? You know, like we talked about last week, the Broncos during the Super Bowl runs basically signed every big name free agent for big dollars that came about. And that's, you know, I think I'm one not, of the reasons why they won the Super Bowl. I'm Bowls. not sure that's even true. Tony Jones, probably the highest paid one left of the tackle in the game at the memorable time.
1: Memorable guys from that team.
0: Uh, I guess. And then you got Gary Zimmerman.
1: Okay, Gary Zimmerman.
0: Yeah, Zimmerman retired, remember. Anybody, and then
1: Tony Jones came in and replaced him the next year. Anybody would want Gary Zimmerman on their team, even the Patriots. Yeah. It, you know. But who else? It's not like we had a team for. Bill full-
0: Romanowski they signed to a big deal. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. Alfred Williams they brought in. I think that was probably before. I don't know. I'd have to look at it.
1: I, I don't think that our team was – and that's the cool thing about football is that you don't have uh, – you can't go in there and dominate just by bringing in a bunch of big names and, and big talent. You can't do that. And that, that no matter what's going to happen, I think you do need a big-name quarterback. I think you need one, and we have that. I'm <laughs> sure that's think- what the Patriots have. I mean, the Patriots have the biggest name in, in sports as far as quarterbacks go. The exception of maybe Peyton Manning, which is kind of crazy. The Broncos yeah, now not. have Peyton Manning. And I mean, the
0: Broncos are not the clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl. So could adding other no pieces? Favorite. Yeah, there, there's not at all. Could adding other pieces, you know, help them in any way, or is they need to maybe build this for a couple of years and see what they have?
1: I think this. But year, Peyton's only got a couple years. I think this year they're going to be going for the Super Bowl. This year, they, there's no reason why they can't win the Super Bowl this year. There's no reason why they can't win. 10, 12, 14 games. Defense? I I don't think it's that bad, and I don't think it matters that much. If you score 35 points a game, your defense – our defense is still good. Keep in mind that. Our defense was excellent last year. Uh, Until they played the Patriots in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, but keep in mind that that whole balance is affected by what kind of strategy the other team can do based on what their defense can do against a guy like Tim Tebow. Yeah. And it's – the very le- at the very least, the Broncos are totally even against all those big teams. Jim, I'm,
0: I'm highly suspect against the Broncos' defense, and I think any weapons they could add offensively that may get them to you know 35 points per game would be a welcome addition to the team. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I just did. see I see like a you know an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, and I'm like, man, I wish. That they would do everything possible to try to ensure that, but you know, throwing money at a problem is probably not think, always the best thing. I answer.
1: think you're used to covering the NBA too much where no. this is a necessity. I think that's where you're coming from here. I think that you think that I – mean, I mean after – out of any free agent pickup signing in history, the Broncos just made the biggest one ever. What else do you want them to do
0: here? Bring him Mojo. Go get
1: <laughs> Yeah. Go get Maurice Jones Drew and, and Ray Lewis and all the you know, whatever. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We should there have the best player in every lines. single position. Yes. I, I mean, I think we're good. I think we're good, man.
0: Yeah. I mean you just you just hope at some point, you know, what if, you know, God forbid uh, Willis McGee goes down with a, with some sort of injury and then you're leaning on No Shawn Moreno? Come no, on. No,
1: no, 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 no. There's there's three dozen Guys that are like 23 years old who are just on the verge of <laughs> getting picked some. in the draft and you just bring them in here. And you just, and, they, and they fight harder than anybody and they run harder. And it, trust me, running back is almost like a disposable position. You know, Peyton had some good years. They only won one Super
0: Bowl in Indianapolis, so.
1: Yeah that's, yeah, that's true. So I don't know if that's a very good point, but that's true.
0: That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's, that's good on Broncos Talk. I'm what? <laughs> Oh, well, unless you got That's some like, different. You got some fresh? You got some fresh over there? I,
1: no, I, I, I can't stand preseason banter. I hate it. Yeah. Have I mentioned that before? No, I got a, a
0: fantasy draft coming up in a couple of weeks. and I haven't even looked. I don't even know what players are where yet.
1: It's ludicrous. So dumb. I was, I, again, I didn't watch any of the game. And I keep hearing about Peyton Manning throwing two interceptions and, and everybody was and you know what's so funny is the way that it's fabricated and I think it's fabricated by the mainstream media by the old media the the, the sports talk guys and and the local TV guys that are sitting there just talking about forever, forever they were talking about what's it going to be like the first time he gets a hit. Is he ah. going to be able to get up and walk away from that? That's the question everybody's asking. Yeah, it's like, that's off. not the question everybody's asking. That's the question you're asking and you're putting in people's minds to ask. Yeah. But, like, did they think that Peyton Manning was just a glass, you know, like this glass thing walking around? And, no, it's ludicrous to suggest that he wasn't going to be able to take one hit. Well, if you want
0: to look at hits, too, and think of uh, Tito Ortiz, the UFC fighter, had major neck surgery where he also had... Uh, you know, some spinal fusion screws put in. He went on to have at least like I think six or seven or eight more UFC fights where he's getting punched in the face. So I mean, to think that Peyton Manning couldn't, you know, last in the in a in a sport that's you know less probably physical in a way than UFC. I mean, come on, he's yeah. gonna be fine. The way
1: they were treating that, like everybody needed to be on the edge of their seats, and what's it's what's, it's moronic because it's moronic to suggest that that first hit that he takes is going to decide whether or not he's able to play in the league, okay? because he's probably going to get hurt. That's moronic. And second of all, it's moronic because you're suggesting that because he took that first hit that he's made of steel now, and we never have to worry about that again. You True. know, and that's the True. thing that they do, and that's what they keep pushing on, is like, oh, okay, now we have to sit there and we have to worry about that first hit. Now the big thing is now here's the other one. When's he gonna get this monkey off his back about the first touchdown he throws in the Broncos uniform? <laughs> you know, is this gonna be a problem for him? <laughs> it's like, No, and now everybody's on there, Oh no, that's all we have to talk about. But that's what they do. That's what they do on AM and FM talk radio and then and you know, on TV is they wanna talk about what everybody ought to be looking for they dumb it down to the simplest possible thing so that the, the idiot that watches these games can be a part of it and say oh all we have to do is wait for him to throw the first touchdown pass and then he's gonna be the best quarterback in the world again and all we have to do is wait for him to get hit once and then that proves he's perfectly cured and he's never gonna get hurt ever again
0: i was like all the talk to of uh of hey what was the final score oh they got killed oh that's not good and it's like Come on, they're not even playing the right guys. They're not trying to do anything. You know, It's like this whole people are concerned about the results. I think the year that that Peyton won the Super Bowl, didn't the Colts go winless in the preseason or something? like It means nothing.
1: I thought about that. I thought the Broncos did that one or two times during their Super Bowl runs is that they went winless. Might have been the Broncos. And that drove me crazy. The other day I was reading an article about the Broncos playing the Niners, and after they said the Broncos, they put the little parentheses one and one. Yeah, and yeah. then they did it after the <laughs> Niners, one-and-one one or whatever they are. Yeah, And I was, I'm thinking to myself, they don't have a record of one-and-one. One. That is completely misleading. Yeah, it's just practice. Ah, it is practice. It's less than practice. It's less meaningful than practice Yeah, because they don't show everything they can. And, the, you know, it does mean a lot for the young guys that want to get on there and make the team. But to be honest, I have a feeling that most of those decisions are made Long before those games, and have probably already made now. Yeah, they're looking
0: at an encompassing view, you know, what they're doing in practice, what they're doing in every aspect of the game, not just these lousy, expensive preseason games. It's a scam. It is. It's
1: a freaking scam. (laughs) That being said, I cannot wait for the first game of the regular season.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be great.
1: It's going to be fantastic. Now, are we done with that? Yes. I went to the uh, Rockies game Saturday night. <laughs>
0: Why? You know, Let's we were talking seen, huh? last Chief week. Years?
1: We were talking last week about you know what is it? Are we good fans or bad fans for going to the games? Yeah. Because we're going to the games, which means we're buying tickets, which means we're supporting this ownership and this this uh, <laughs> this uh, group of people that are clearly just making a lot of money without producing a good product. Yeah. But then I sat on that first baseline on Saturday night. About fourteen rows up, and just—they're
0: gonna say fourteen beers deep
1: in the glory of that stadium. And I get it, and I don't know why I forgot about it. That's just a wonderful place to visit.
0: <laughs> it is fun to go, man. You can't—you just can't get away from it. Oh,
1: there's nothing like a summer night at the ballpark. Yeah. But I did see something. Or there, I had two experiences. One, I've talked about it before. It's these disgusting Rocky dogs. They're yeah. gross. They're gross. And then you also, this year? I was waiting in line uh, right at the home plate entrance. We turned around the corner and we were waiting in line to get a beer. And I didn't really want a Coors Light or Bud Light or whatever it is. And so I looked over to my left and I saw this kiosk sitting in the middle of the tarmac or whatever that is. Right. What is that? I always call it a breezeway. I can never think of what that's called.
0: Breezeway sounds right. The breezeway. You yeah, know. that works.
1: But uh, anyway, so uh, I look over and it says microbrew. On you know big purple signs, yeah, microbrew You're excited now. And I'm like, yeah, let's go get <laughs> it. I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to get a microbrew. You can get your crappy Rocky Dog and Coors Light. I'm going to be over here. I walk over there and I wait in line. It's a long line. And I wait in line and I get up there. You know what they have for microbrews? Blue Moon, Coors Light, <laughs> Coors Light, Bud Light, and Blue Moon. <laughs> Those are the three beers they have t- on tap at the microbrew kiosk. You didn't see this until you got. I did not. I just you saw, I saw the sign, and then as I was waiting in line, it went kind <laughs> of. I was waiting in line, kind of down parallel to it, so the taps weren't faced towards me. Yeah. And so by the time I got up there, I was like, "Really?"
0: Lesson learned.
1: And I got so so mad because that is false advertising. Microbrew is a is a, a term that has a definition. And it has to do with the number of thousands of barrels that you produce in a year. Blue Moon, Bud Light, and Coors Light are three of the – from the th- two biggest breweries in the world. Yeah. This is like macro – they're called macro brews. You know, even Fat Tire New Belgium isn't a microbrewery. It's called – considered a craft brewery by definition. So they can't even call themselves now, huh? a microbrewery. Yeah they're a craft brewery. At some point they were a microbrew. They were, yes. Okay, yes. They've
0: they've now advanced.
1: But it's like, Moving on. Uh, so then I'm getting pissed. But anyway, I go and I get a Coors Light. It's fine, whatever. Free beer at a baseball game. Yeah. But it was so it was so lovely. It's good. I sat there and I looked out at all the guys and I realized there's not a single player on this team <laughs> that I know except for Dexter Fowler. <laughs> I saw... Uh, and I, you know who else I knew? I knew Glenn Allen Hill, the first base coach. And that was <laughs> yeah. it. Everybody else was like, who are these guys? Because I don't have cable. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but... A couple I, times <laughs> on the show. But yeah, it's like, oh man, I, I only know the first base coach and our center fielder.
0: I saw, I think, Marco Scudero, our starting second baseman from the beginning of the year. I think I saw him playing for the San Francisco Giants, and I was like, really? "I was like, good job, Rockies, just trading our best players to our division rivals. Like,
1: oh, I did hey, see- we know
0: we're not going to win. You go ahead and take it and, you know, try to win the, win the pennant.
1: Yeah, I do think I saw uh, Michael Kadire play. That one little Cutty flash fish. that he was playing this season. Like, he played, like, two days. I think he got hurt later in that game Saturday <laughs> night, and then he's out again. Sounds right. And uh, at one point, my wife looks at me and goes, I just realized... We haven't been chanting Tulo. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah. Out. Even if he was here we wouldn't be chanting him. Your batting he, average is too low. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I did see that and I enjoyed it, but I was a little a little sad. Just the Rockies, the state of the Rockies. But I guess they've been doing pretty good actually
0: lately. Yeah, you know, now that they're twenty, thirty games down, not a bad time to have a little uh, hope.
1: Well, as long as the Chicago Cubs are worse than the, the Iraqis.
0: You know, all the Rockies really have to do is get good enough at the end of this season to give you hope for next season so they can disappoint you again. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Yes. It's revenue sharing, baby. <laughs>
1: Baseball. It's yeah. fantastic. What do you do? You want to do something?
0: Yeah, like get some Dippin' Dots at Coors Field.
1: <laughs> <Play>. <laughs> By the way, you know, I was expecting you to mention that I, how good the food was I fed you before the podcast. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, you're gonna talk about that later? Yeah, got a to-do list over here. Oh, you do? You got that? Yeah. Okay, you can (laughs) write it down now. We'll take a break. You know what happens to you if you get kicked out of Vesco Field at my, I mean, Sports Authority Field at Mile High Stadium?
0: Uh, death penalty, tasered?
1: No. I read about this today in the Denver Post. Okay. DenverPost.com.
0: We had a big discussion on Denver Stiffs about which stadiums have holding cells and whatnot. Oh,
1: I don't know if Denver uh, Sports Authority Field.
0: Mile uh, High Stadium, uh, man.
1: Okay, Mile High. But (laughs) I read today that for all players ejected from Mile High Stadium. Players or people? Excuse me. Fans, spectators. Okay. Which is what I said to begin with. Not yes. sure why you corrected me. I was correct the first time. All <laughs> spectators who are ejected from Mile High Stadium are required to take a class before they are allowed back into the stadium. <laughs> really? Yes. What? This is a uh, this is a decorum class, a fan decorum class.
0: Oh man, I know a guy that's going to have to probably take one of these classes in the next year or two.
1: Did he uh, already? Oh, now this hasn't been. If he got kicked out of the preseason game last week.
0: No, I know. It's some future date. I it's know it's a he'll future probably date. Okay. This out. is going into effect
1: <laughs> on the first regular season game. This is, was first adopted. This is an NFL wide policy that teams can adopt if they choose. Ooh. The first stadium to adopt this is, surprise, surprise, the New York Jets and New York Giants Stadium. metlife huh. sta- Is it MetLife Stadium? Mm, sounds right. Is that Meadowlands?
0: Uh, I is it the same stadium? They built a new one. I can't keep up with I that. I have no idea yeah
1: I was trying to do research today about because they said that there were fifty three arrests last season at in vesco. <laughs> <laughs> this is so frustrating. It's called the different my own, team names yeah. I know I know, but whatever <laughs> but it's like keep it, but I was looking it up three River Stadium and then it, now it's Heinz Field, or maybe that was a different stadium, but whatever yeah, I, I right. was I was like sure Pittsburgh. I was sure that Pittsburgh, the Steelers had the most arrests out of anybody. About
0: Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, had I'm a, sure a, Philadelphia, had a Pittsburgh. judge in a, in a jail cell on, on yeah, hand.
1: I'm sure that they're all very similar, but I couldn't find any articles about that because okay. I don't know what frickin' name the stadiums are. <laughs> and anyway, but yeah, this is a four-hour course. Online, a four-hour online course. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> is it one of those time things, too, where even if you can knock it out in 30 minutes, you have to sit there for, like, the full
1: four hours? That's a good question. I haven't taken it. But I con- <laughs> I contacted the company. Oh, you will. I contacted the company, and I threw around, uh, you know, I started throwing around the College Sports Guy's podcast name a little bit, just being like, yeah, hey, you yeah. know, we want to <laughs> <wanna> report <laughs> on this to our audience. And so I want to take this class for free. You know, if you would allow me to take the class for free, then I can report on you guys and, and explain to all the fans why they should watch out for – you know, make sure they're a good citizen when they're in the stadium and all this stuff. And and they got back to me and they were like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of the gist of their email was something along the lines of, we're not sure why that would necessarily help and we don't want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is about learning and teaching people mainly about, it's like. Like you're going to write down the test questions and hand them out <laughs> to people? And it occurred to me that, yeah, maybe they're worried about cheating. Like I'm going to yeah. just sit there and just be like, ah, okay, all right. If you're gonna... And I could do that, right? I oh, could take the test, write down all the. Assuming I know all the right answers, I mean, who knows? <laughs> I might fail, but and then, but maybe, but anyway, but I was, it suddenly occurred to me that these guys don't want people to not make a mistake. They're charging seventy five dollars a class. Oh, so they want as many people to.
0: That's the price of a season ticket or a ticket.
1: A ticket, yeah, yeah, and they want people to get kicked out as much as possible. So they have to take this class,
0: right? Well, you've got to wonder, is this going to lead to more people getting kicked out? <laughs> I
1: don't know why, why, why that would be the case.
0: Well, let say the company or the Broncos want to make a little extra coin. Oh, throw, interesting. Throw like 100 people kickbacks. out of game, there's,
1: that's 1000 bucks, right? They could just kick people out willy-nilly. That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that conspiracy theory. Yeah. But then I thought about and it. This okay. might
0: create more money for people like you know, Scott Goldman, a sports guy, slaw guy.
1: Oh, you know what? We should have him contact him. Goldman Law, LLC, by the way. But then I was thinking, all right, say you get kicked out of a game, and then you have to take this class before you're allowed back in. How would they ever know whether or not you came back into a stadium?
0: Yeah, because they don't check your ID on the way into a stadium. No,
1: and even if they did, I mean, everybody's going to have a list of people. I mean, granted, they only kicked out – no, excuse me. They kicked out more than 53, but 53 were arrested last year. So if you get ejected, it doesn't mean you're arrested necessarily. Just mean, Maybe it just means you're too drunk.
0: What if it flags the ticket that you used, but what if you just bought, like, a one-time-off StubHub? How would
1: they ever know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about casinos, you know, how they have blacklist certain people? Yeah. But there's no way that Invesco uh, Sports Authority Field has, at Mile High, has, like – These cameras Ross, we might have to
0: get kicked out of a game just to figure out if we can. Yeah. This might be a a quest.
1: Facial recognition cameras. I mean, I know they have those. Is that what they're doing?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is, uh, we might have to do this.
1: But it's interesting, and it's really funny. Most of all, I think it's funny.
0: If there's a Broncos blowout, I'm getting kicked out. Somebody at the Denver Broncos
1: (laughs) organization was like, yeah. I think we're going to require decorum class. This is going to be good. This'll Anybody be good. who gets kicked out, we're going to teach them about alcohol abuse. And, um, <laughs> you know, we want to teach people to be better citizens. I hate the fact that these NFL franchises have so much power over just like a normal person. When they're not, they, they're not a government agency. It's they're like just a, like, they're a...
0: <laughs> it's a question one on this quiz. How many beers is an acceptable <laughs> amount to drink in a game? One, two, or four? What they should do... Where's the 10 button? I always drink at least 10 beers at the game.
1: They should, they should do a calculation. Like, it's like, okay, if you would like to remain drunk until the end of the fourth quarter, even though they cut off beer sales at the end of the third quarter, how much booze should you sneak in so that you can maintain your drunkenness but not be too drunk to be in the stadium so that you get to a fight and or get stabbed and or stab somebody else? That would be valuable information. If someone is yelling at you to sit down,
0: what is your response? <laughs> yeah. Tell them no. Sit down politely. Where is the answer for stab him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question because the stadium has become a little pussified over the years. When uh, you're standing up. Yeah. It's like you can you can sit stand down, up. Sit
0: down. Up. Oh god.
1: Oh, you want to sit down? Stay home.
0: Uh, I had famously last season. I had a a, a lady. In my direction, say, and I really appreciate it, everybody not using profanity. It was <laughs> like, oh, God forbid we're at a football game, lady. And the Broncos lost 41 to 6 or whatever.
1: There's going to be some, be profanity. some profanities there thrown is. around. Yeah, yeah. And she should accept that.
0: You know, it doesn't say when you come into the stadium that it's rated PG. That's right. Come on. Dang it. Dad, come it, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: So I'll uh, listen next week to find out if I convince these people to let me take the class. I wonder if they're checking their list to see if I'm just trying to trick them in because I got kicked out of the game last week. But I didn't. (laughs) I didn't go. No. It's preseason. I don't go. You won't go. I will not go. I will not watch it on TV. I will not pretend to know what happened because I don't even know. Man. Hey, Ross, how about a little NBA news? Ready for just a,
0: a tasty nugget?
1: Yeah, of course. Your favorite? It's been... Almost an hour since we've talked about the Nuggets on this podcast. Yeah. Or NBA, anyway. This is old school. Yeah, what's up, man?
0: Your favorite Chihuahua Mexican-born player, Eduardo Nahra, at age 36, is calling it quits. He's 36? 36. And is he, was he in the NBA last year? Played three full seasons with the Nuggets, plus 26 games another year. Uh, I believe that he was in the NBA. He played for the Charlotte Bobcats for 22 games. Oh, but he's going to be taking over the Dallas a Dallas franchise, I believe, an NBA DL squad or something, the Texas Legends, and then he may uh, also get some sort of role in the Mavericks front office as a head coach. Yeah, Interesting. for the Texas Legends. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, going straight from from player to coach, but you know, Nahra joined the Nuggets in a, the famous Nikola Skedich really trade back in two thousand and four.
1: I always liked Eddie. Yeah. Eduardo Najara.
0: He learned how to like shoot the three for the Nuggets. There was one season where he was going banco from three-point land. Yeah, so he retired.
1: Yeah, he's And he's done. 36. 36. So he must have not have – did he start with the Nuggets after he was 30? Like did he enter the league after he was 30?
0: <laughs> did he enter the league after he was 30? He's been playing since 2000 with Dallas. It was his first year. Uh, born in 76. So he was 24. 36. Okay. Yeah, he played, I think I think he played all four years at Oklahoma. So he was uh, Okay. A touch on the older side when he came into the league. but <laughs> 22
1: or 21. <laughs> that is pretty old.
0: <laughs> you know, for that time, everybody else was, what, 18, <laughs> 19?
1: Yeah. Probably Jumping speaks shit. better English than Allen Iverson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, Ross. Mm. Very nice. <laughs>
1: I'll do a bad place. Do I don't plays. think so. I'm just saying he probably does.
0: Yeah. Four years of college. Yeah, at Oklahoma, big time school. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got out of Georgetown early. He probably didn't learn much while he was there. He probably didn't. I'm guessing he didn't go to a lot of classes. Yeah. He probably did not. know
1: the definition of practice.
0: Yes. He did know that. Something he doesn't care about. Yes. Too. But Eddie, man, sad to see him go. I remember him at uh, Oklahoma. He was a big time player. Yeah, Eddie Nahara. Decent I'm with sure. the Nuggets, one of those tweener guys, six foot eight, dominated in college because of his size, got to the NBA, had to adjust his game a little bit, never quite dominated like he used to because he just wasn't that big.
1: Yeah, we get it. He retired. Yeah, he's done.
0: What else? That's it, man. That's all my That's NBA all talk. That's all the NBA
1: talk you have? That's it. What have you been doing all week on the com? You know, writing. Just writing about Eduardo Nahara.
0: Right. Well, I had a very interesting article about the, the Nuggets potentially having big time issues at the charity stripe
1: next season. What is that? What is a charity stripe? Free throw line. Bad free
0: throw shooting team. Nuggets are not going to be that great.
1: Is that a common name for that? The charity stripe? Yeah, yeah. freebies. I've never heard that before in my entire life. No, you should Google it until right now.
0: Should use that uh Google thing. Is that, that the something kids that people that never about? played
1: basketball <laughs> <laughs> call it?
0: Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Nobody ever calls it that that played.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, free throws are one of those things that People get so mad when you miss them, but they're harder than you, than people think.
0: Yeah, you're exhausted. Your legs are. Wiped. Well, it's just
1: it's just you know it's like take all the stuff of a regular shot, but then add like everybody in the whole room watching you, and that could be anywhere between.
0: But it's not really a regular shot either, you know. It's this completely like almost unnatural shot. You know? Yeah, it's like kind of like practice or standing still. It's it's different than any other aspect of the game. It's.
1: It's, um, where I used to struggle a little bit, you know, and if you if you're seven feet tall,
0: it's like you know, holding like one of those little Nerf balls or <laughs> softball, you know, and trying to throw it in the hoop. It's kind of yeah. Kind of so
1: odd. the Nuggets are going to struggle with the charity stripe. <laughs> it's the old charity
0: stripe, bro. Charity stripe. Would you say when you played that you were the Andre Iguodala of your team, <laughs> defensive specialist, decent in other areas?
1: Yeah, definitely struggled at the foul line. Definitely first team, all school, oh. as I like to say. Nice. My senior year. First team, all school.
0: The old uh, golden, what are you guys, the Bears?
1: The golden demons.
0: How dare you? Golden demons. The golden golden demons. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of golden as the devil,
1: of course. Of course, yes. You know The horror. The horror of golden. Demons are different. It's like East Angels, golden demons. (laughs) Okay. We were basically rivals when it came to basketball. We played never. (laughs) Yeah. Classic. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that does it for Nuggets talk.
0: Yeah. Nuggets talk. Gonzo. Going to struggle to line.
1: And now 10 minutes of silence. 10 minutes of silence. In four. honor of the Nuggets. Troubles at the charity stripe. The
0: old charity stripe. You can use that term if you like your Ross.
1: I will okay. use that term. Do you have any interest in golf at all?
0: Uh, I like to play golf I like to drink beers while I play golf. Um, actually, no, I like to tee off. Everything else about golf I pretty much hate.
1: Are you familiar with the little tournament called the Masters?
0: Uh, not at all. Never heard of it.
1: Okay. It's not – some people call it the charity tournament, but <laughs> no. only people who don't know anything about golf. Okay. Yeah. It's a little tournament. Held Should I give you those this, goofy
0: uh, green jackets?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is uh, –
0: Not the yellow ones. This is, like they is a, in, in Augusta,
1: Georgia. Them. At Augusta National Golf Course. Oh, yeah, that racist very place. exclusive and private club. Racist and I before like, like exclusive yesterday. And
0: exclusive and private means racist and sexist. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Well, they were only sexist until a couple days ago. Yes. Now no more because they have it let in two women. Actually, one of the women is a woman of color. Yeah. And there's probably some men. And some, a former DU alum. Men. Yeah. Yeah. You have any opinion on this?
0: Yeah, I th- I almost think that those women should have told Augusta to shove it and not accepted the invitation to play. Really? Yeah, I mean, th- look, they're. Not gonna have like... you
1: seen those greens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty tough. I mean, that is a beautiful golf course.
0: I mean, is it an honor to finally be accepted into the Augusta? Country Club, or is it a complete slap in the face that it's 2012? So are you saying that
1: it? when the women who are given the right to vote should have just taken and said, screw you, America, we're not going to vote?
0: Maybe for a few years, yeah. <laughs> make them come crawling to you, you know? You don't, don't just let them, hey, now we're going to start doing this. Oh, okay, like you've been waiting in line this whole time. No, you tell them to go to hell, and then you make them grovel and come back to you with larger numbers. Two of us? Yeah, more like 20 of us.
1: I like Augusta because a few years ago, there was a big protest going on. Some woman, I don't know who it was. Of course, I don't remember her name. Mariah but Carey. she was like, it was definitely not right. I don't know who it was. <laughs> but she was like going on and protesting the Masters Golf Tournament because they didn't allow women. And I'm not sure that they didn't allow women. I just don't think they had ever admitted a woman. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know if it was their official policy or not. It Very well, could have been. And my point of view is, you know what, well, you can do it if you want. It's private. You want to let women in or not? That's fine. I go golf. I don't golf with women. It's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, I, 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 when I'm sitting around playing poker, I would prefer to play with my buddies and not their wives and so forth. Right. But I'm interested in that. Okay. So I get it. You go on a golf course. You could let in whoever you want. It's your club. It's private. So what this woman did was she was like trying to uh, uh, like get, go against all the sponsors of this golf tournament, all the advertisers, you know, all the big ones, GMC, Buick, everything. And they were like going to go off. And, and, she, and so what the Augusta National did was they said, all right, fine. You know what we're going to do? We're going to broadcast all four days of the Masters commercial-free <laughs> because we don't need commercials, and <laughs> we don't care. But people love this golf tournament because it's awesome. And I like that attitude because they're, like, not succumbing to some outside pressure. And who knows if they're really that sexist or not. I mean, who cares? It's a golf club in Augusta, Georgia, all right? You start letting in a bunch of women. They're going to get in there, and they're going to be like, I I don't really like this anyway (laughs) because it's just me and, like, 200 old stinky white guys, you know. And so it's like I get that. And so that's funny. So now that they let in a couple women, it makes big news. But to me, it's like they probably were just like, yeah, you know what, Condoleezza Rice, you know, you probably know things about me, and uh, I don't <laughs> want you to tell everybody about it, so we're going to let you in. Yeah. And who's to say Condoleezza Rice doesn't deserve to be in there? Huh?
0: I don't think anybody would say that. No. Have you heard about these, the, these men that have been, uh, I think, over the years, suing like the, the all women gyms? Like <laughs> curbs or stuff like that? <laughs> you know, is that kind of almost the same that, on the flip side? That is kind
1: of the funny thing that will happen, right, when when, when uh, you know, women start suing because they can't play football or they can't be let into a golf club. Eventually some douchebag guy out there is going to be like, well, I want to play field hockey. <laughs> or, I want to go to curbs. I think
0: there was, a, there was a boy this year, didn't we talk about on this podcast, that was trying to play
1: field hockey, right? Yeah, it's ludicrous. Crazy. There's millions of sports. Go play lacrosse, guys. Well,
0: they're saying that, like, you know, like a gym like Curves then would have to build, like, a an all man's gym, which would, you know, basically be empty. Nobody would really go in there. <laughs> <one day. laughs>
1: that is true, though, right? right Like, yeah. turnabout is fair play. Yeah. What, what ever happened to separate but equal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Weird
0: stuff. I, I don't know. Augusta, you know, good for them, good for the people that got in. Hope kind of kind rice, kind <laughs> of rice That's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, the old, the old boys. <laughs> the they old don't have they don't have the old club anymore.
1: Colorado Augusta Golf Talk. out. So. Yeah. The, re- the main reason why I brought that up because I started golfing again a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you First did? Time in I haven't two
0: years. played uh, all season.
1: And I love it. I played love it a lot again. Last year. I love it again. I I didn't golf for two years, and I went golfing, and I absolutely loved it. Where have you played? I played. Uh, it was a course out in Aurora, and I'll be damned if I don't remember the name of it. Uh, like Saddle Rock? No, I think there was a. St- it might have been like Saddlestone. <laughs> no,
0: no Saddle they Rock. They all kind is of swan.
1: sound like the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Canyon Creek, Deer River. Yeah, Deer. They're river. all named the same. Deer type poo. of thing. Yeah. Deer Nugget. And uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and so I'm going to golf again this weekend. I can't wait. You going
0: worry. to uh, you going to go to Arrowhead? Have you been to Arrowhead before?
1: I've been to Arrowhead. It's been I went to Arrowhead about five or six years ago, and it was a course at the time that was in just total disrepair, and a lot of people were very disappointed in what had happened to Arrowhead over the years because everybody knows that golf courses are h- hire management companies to come in and take care of all the maintenance, all the administration, all the they hire everybody. It's kind of like an outsourced operation, and evidently the management company that was in charge of arrowhead for about five six seven years just let it go to hell and so people were very disappointed in just what happened there and now i've heard there's a new management company that's coming over the past two or three years and now the quality's back up
0: yeah i was there last year it's sweet it's kind of like playing you know almost in like a red rocks amphitheater type thing because yeah. there's all that red rock everywhere but <laughs> it was true. cool man it's nice yeah very windy course though in the mornings a lot of wind Got to watch that. Got to deal with it. Got to watch it. Hit into it. All right, man. Sweet buddy. Not a lot of movie talk on this one, but uh, maybe we'll get that next week, huh? Well, I
1: think we started off the show with movie talk. True. That is true. Oh, we could talk about Breaking Bad. Oh, man. Yeah, something, something. Something special.
0: Something bad is going to happen. It is cinema
1: cinema on TV. (laughs) Cinema on TV. It's the golden era of television. Thank you, that guy from... Malcolm in the middle. Brian Cranston. Yeah, that guy's the man. Doing good. All right, buddy. What do you think? Uh, should we do our predictions for the uh, Broncos Niners?
0: <laughs> should we break that one down? <laughs> Let's do a little dedication and hop, skip, and a loo out of here. What do you think, bud? Let's,
1: you know what? Let's do an extended version. That's been an hour. Let's do the next hour preview of the Broncos <laughs> Niners exhibition game. I really
0: want to get into what <laughs> and, makes Caleb Haney tick. Oh. Uh, you know, what he has to do to improve his backup Let's status. Let's spend the next hour the talking
1: about, when will Peyton Manning get the monkey off his back and throw his first touchdown in a Broncos uniform? I'm sure it's You have that. the questions. We're going to answer you because we're, we're the number one sports talk show in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: answering everything we know.
1: All right. I'm feeling good about this. You good?
0: Yeah, man, feeling good. Episode 55 in the books, dude. How about that? 55, good deal. Let's dedicate this to all those backup Broncos players struggling to make the team that need the preseason games we hate so much. See you guys next week.